0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. Welcome to the Bungie and Bretster Show.
1: Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Bungie and Breadster Show, live on 1629 SENSA. We are here to make your day a little brighter on a grim and grey and wet morning out here in King William Street, Adelaide. And the man to do that for you is right here, ready to go. What about
0: Andrew McLeod? Guess who's going to swoop? Andrew McLeod!
1: Ah, oh, Bungie swooped into the studio this morning. He is fired up, ready to go. I'll tell you what, Case, I wish I could make
2: the sun shine today, but uh, it's not going to happen. It's uh, it's a bit of a miserable day after what's been a c- couple of cracking days, but uh, it's great to have you back in the studio.
1: Yes, it's somewhat foreign for me after the traverses <laughs> that I've had, but I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to be sitting alongside this man as well. From my... Uh, yes! Shot by Brett Marr. Ah, the big shot's in the house.
3: Oh, thanks. Uh, Oh, sorry. Thank you, John from Melbourne.
1: (laughs) 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 Brett Brett who? (laughs) Yes, Bretster. Uh, There we go. Gee, we've got a lot to get through today. It is all happening. The Netball Constellation Cup going to be decided. The sports sponsorship saga's blown up even further. Players' wages in the NBL have been revealed. Wonder how much Brett Maher was paid. We might get to the bottom of that. (laughs) And Andrew McLeod as well. But, of course, your voice is important to us as well. So give us a call on one 736 736 or shoot us a text 0427-154-166 is where you'll find Bungie and Bretster. And we do it thanks to Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Visit Waville and Southern Mitsubishi driven by Australian Motors. But we need to go off the top with the big news about the World Cup. Yes, Australia, 84 nil winners over Scotland in the Rugby League World Cup, Bungie. Yeah, wow. How good was that? <laughs>
2: I think both uh, both wingers scored a hat-trick. So uh, Josh had a car on oh, fire. fire. He's going to win the, uh, the the leading tri-scorer for the World Cup. So that's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, it sort sure of. is. And <laughs> I, I guess we're talking around a little bit because we do need to talk about the World Cup. I mean, the Wallaroos beating Wales 13-7, Marzi. They are on fire as well. Oh, dominating. Absolutely <laughs>
3: dominating. <laughs> I think um, we're doing well at most of the World Cups at the
1: moment. Yeah, there's one we might be struggling. and We'll we'll get to that, but we're just not going to do it off the top because the World Cup we want to talk about is the Women's Football World Cup coming to Australia next year. And the Matildas have been drawn, guess where? The group of death. Why do we keep getting group of deaths? I don't know. I think it just comes with the territory. But we've got the Republic of Ireland, number 24 in the world. Nigeria, number 45 in the world. Canada, number 7 in the world. So... I Let me guess.
2: We'll be travelling everywhere around the place as well. Yes, all oh, over
1: the country. Indeed, and the games are coming here. England <laughs> are going to play at Hindmarsh against China, so that's going to be a big ticket item, and we'll explore that as well. But uh, off the top, great news for South Australia's Lee Two, The tennis. Up-and-comer, he's won the Seoul Open just weeks after, unfortunately, losing his mum, Yu Ping-Zhen, with cancer. And it's a career moment for him. He was an up-and-coming junior, played Australian Junior Davis Cup with Thanasi Kokkinakis, but lost his way a little bit in terms of wasn't getting results and decided didn't have the love, the passion, went away from the game, bungee, went into studying, and then it? came back through coaching. And all of a sudden, he's found his love he's of the game again.
2: Love. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's a great story to go over there and to, to win an AP, uh, sorry, ATP challenger event. Um, yeah, it's, it's, sometimes you just need a couple of those things to happen, you know, those little setbacks to put things into perspective, Brett's there to give you a bit more, um, yeah, perspective really. And then you go and, um, to be able to do that, but you know, sometimes coaching, finding that passion again, to go out and, uh, challenge yourself and to get out there and actually have a crack. It's, a, it's a, pretty massive step for him and to be on the date that it would have been his
3: mum's birthday um, she would have turned 67 rising 100 places to 190 it goes to show for me um, that something like that can really get your mind into gear and it's all about mindset for me when you go into those sort of tournaments having the right mindset and having something extra to play for and something that he would have constantly been thinking about and giving him drive to achieve that goal. When you reach those down parts of a game or a set or whatever, he would have been thinking about that every time and it would have just locked him back in.
1: And it's amazing how much the mind plays. He's going to be in action at the Playford International next Sunday here in Adelaide. So get out and support him. There's a kid zone on Friday night as well. It's going to be a big event. And who knows, the Australian Open in January. He's moving up the ranking. He was in the 500s at the start of the year and now inside the top 200, which was his goal. So hats off to Lee too. We wish him the best of luck. And as I say, get out and support him at Playford as well next Sunday. Some interesting EPL results overnight. Marzi as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Man City 3-1 over Brighton. Don't tell me Harlan scored again, did he? (laughs)
3: I'm not sure. I didn't watch the game. He he got two, I think. (laughs) Two goals, yes. Jeepers. Um, Chelsea had a draw with Man U. Everton 3-0. Over Crystal Palace and uh, Liverpool got beaten yesterday as well. I saw, which is gonna they've just come off the back of a couple of good wins, so that was a bit of a surprise for me.
2: Wonder if uh, Ronaldo played, whether or not that uh, they might have got over the line, man, you over Chelsea with mm. that one all draw. That's Maybe. not going well, is it? No, nah, it's a, that's that's I think there's a you know to be continued. Well, we just have to watch mm. this space, I think, and see what goes on there, but weird. It's just not a good look, yeah. Is it? Why would you bench someone of that caliber? I don't know. Well, he did spit the chewy, and he walked off. He was, he was, he he refused to come on as a sub the other the other day, uh, last week, and he, you know, you you can't, even though you're probably the one of the greatest players of all time,
1: you just can't. But is the coach can't do that? Is the coach in the wrong a little bit with that though? Does he have to show him a little bit more respect and say, maybe tell him you're not playing at all today just yeah. so you understand it and we don't we need you there, though, and so forth? But I, I sort of feel a little bit for Ronaldo because oh, for he wanted sure. to leave and they said you can't leave. Yeah. Now they're talking about, well, we might be able to do a deal. They yeah. have five so, suitors there lined up right, ready for him to go. No one wins with Ronaldo sitting on the bench. No. The team, the fans. The league, yeah. The league. So sort it out. And I think... Yep. Obviously, as you say, Bungie, wrong thing to do. You can't be crying in the corner. You've got to take a cup of cement and take your medicine. But surely they've got to do better than that. He's
2: still one of the best goal scorers in the
1: world. Without like, he's doubt. still one
2: of the best strikers in the world. So why, why is he – it's just it's, – it's horrible. It's a horrible situation. He should be playing.
1: Plenty to talk about regarding basketball, and we'll get to a little later, Marzi. But let me ask you about uh, DJ Mitchell, suspended by the Brisbane Bullets for an altercation with the coach during the week. Didn't play last night. They lost by a point. He oh. had 20 and 10 the last time he played. Yeah. And he sat on the bench and was there supporting the team, even though he was suspended. To me, again, I'm not sure about the optics of all that.
3: Well, it's an interesting one. And I, I feel a bit for the coach. Like, if you're having... in that sort of interaction, um, you've got to at some point make a stand. You've got to set a culture within the club as well with the players. And I think for him, it's more about doing that. I know it looks like with the list that they've got, Everyone's saying how much they're underperforming at the moment. But, yeah, he's got to start to say, look, this is what we're about and this is how I'm going to be running my show and you need to come on board. And clearly they had a bit of discrepancy. (laughs) Standards. (laughs) But, yeah, it's it's, where do you draw the line? Like You want to get wins as well. And especially as a coach, if you're not getting wins, you're sacked. So, um, yeah, it's a fine line. I think they could probably discipline him a different way than making him sit out. But the hip
1: pocket's normally a good way. Yeah, that'll slow you down very quickly. But the interesting thing about Brisbane is that they've lost five games. They're, right at the moment, their worst start for 20 years, Brisbane. And, mm. But the, they've lost five. In four of those games, they've led by double figures. Yep. Now, is that the coach? If he's got a team, then he gets them in front by double figures. He gets some credit, doesn't he? Even though they don't get across the line. The players, if you get into a winning situation, it's a little bit more on the players than the coach. But you know what's going to happen, don't you? I think the coach will go before any of the players do.
3: Well, I think inevitably it is the coach because he's put that roster together. Well, I don't think he did put that roster together. I think Sam McKinnon might have put that roster together. Indeed. So inevitably that's part of a problem. I don't like the makeup of their team. They've got a lot of guys that are good for four games of the year. And we'll give you not much the rest of the year. And they've got a heap of those sort of guys on their roster. They, they took a big gamble on Baines as well. And that hasn't paid off yet. I think he's going to get better as the season goes on. But it might be too late by the look of things. Um, I don't think there's too many
1: teams that have started on 5 and... And come back and done that well. No, it's a long way back, isn't it? As Port Adelaide found out. We're going to talk a little bit about Port Adelaide later. AFLW. The Crows going along nicely. Daniel Ponta's goal was an absolute sensational piece of work, Bungie. She uh yeah, it, was, it was a cracking goal. The first quarter, she uh she basically
2: just stole somebody's lunch money. She did. <laughs> off she went. She took the ball from the middle, intercepted the ball, had about four or five bounces straight through the guts and 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 nailed it. Absolute rip goal, and then uh, yeah, it's it's funny because you go from chocolates to ball lollies pretty pretty quickly. And in the last quarter, she tried <laughs> to do the same thing, and the ball bounced over her head. Um, running, she had on her third bounce, she had. She Does that ever happen to you? She could have pulled the trigger early. <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> there was one time. Oh, hello! Running down. <laughs> The uh, the uh, members' wing at Amy Stadium, and I remember clearly I was probably about the same. It was about my third bounce, and I thought, here, I was running down to get goal of the year from the back line, and I got to about the wing, and the ball just bounced over my head, and I had to oh, re- no. go back and retrieve it. Lucky, I was quick and could get back there and pick it up before uh, anybody came and smashed me, but... Uh, Sometimes it just happens. Uh But you just know. It's one of those things. You know, it's like that dream. When you're having that dream and you're running and you just know you're going to fall over, so you're getting chased by something. It's one of those (laughs) things. You know
1: you're going to bounce the ball. It's not
2: going to bounce the right way.
1: You ever shot an air ball, Marcy? I mean, you're three-point. Well, How do you miss by so far?
3: I don't know. (laughs) Just some (laughs) days you have that off day. I think in some venues it's depth perception. Sometimes it comes out of your hand wrong. But it's not a good feeling. Uh, It's like going into a wide open... Missing a wide open layup. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of people do that. Or, or, or a dunk. I was off of three in the NBL for dunks. I was missed, three. Missed three attempts. Wow. wow. You never dunked in a game though, did you? Uh, not at NBA. I did oh. at state league level, but. And warm ups. I was Really good in warm ups. Is that when the, really that,
2: that when the wings <laughs> <end>? What's the <laughs> difference? That's where they bring. The rings aren't as high, Case. They bring him down in practice. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I was all right in warm up. And warm ups,
3: you're fresh, and there's nothing li- relying on it. I'd rather guarantee it with a layup than.
2: Well, what about look the, specky? the big show? I thought he puts himself on. Well, it it took to
3: me the... so much energy to get up there. I had to kick my little legs extra just to get up there. <laughs> I couldn't (laughs) risk that. I tried three times. Like a ballerina. Jammed it into the front of the ring.
1: What a visual (laughs) that's bringing to my mind.
3: We played Sydney one game. I was wide open, came down, went up for the dunk, missed it. I turned around and the rest of the nine players on the court were laughing at me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's not a good feeling.
3: Can you do it again, please? (laughs) Entertainment value. Mind you, the crowd, they were probably doing the same thing.
1: Oh, that's outstanding. Look, we are underway here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. We do it thanks to Mayhem Collectibles. Get ready for Mayhem with Mayhem Collectibles, the parade at Nord. They're one of Australia's fastest-growing trading cards and collectibles specialists. Mayhemcollectibles.com.au. Time for a short break, but after that, we're going to be speaking some very interesting news about greyhound racing here in South Australia. Australia. Stick around.
0: On and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show.
1: Thank you for sharing your Sunday morning with us here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. We do it thanks to the Adelaide Lightning, your South Australian women's basketball heroes. Their season fast approaching. Big event on today, though, here in Adelaide, or out at Gawler to be exact, it is the Gawler Cup, the Greyhound version. A Group 3 event, $36,000 in prize money, going to be a sensational afternoon at Gawler. And Bodell Francis, the Chief Executive of Greyhounds SA, has been kind enough to join us. Good morning to you, Bodell. Good
4: morning. How are we all on this fine, non-sunny Sunday? (laughs) Yes,
1: sorry about the weather. We couldn't organise that for you, but it should. can't get any worse. It's hopefully going to dry up a little for you.
4: Oh, look, we hope so. We've had uh, some bad luck with our Cups and the weather, unfortunately, uh, for obviously the Adelaide Cup and then then the Goula one. But, look, the team are ready and rearing. Uh, our gates open at 4.30 with the first race at 5.30. So we can't wait to welcome everyone for the beautiful Goula Gold Cup today.
1: And it's a lot more about not only what's happening on the track as well, isn't it? There's plenty happening off the track.
4: Absolutely. So one of the great things about Greyhound Racing is it's really about the community, incredibly family-friendly. So we've got face painting, we've got rides, we've got food trucks, so really something for everyone. So if you're stuck or at lost, at a lost end uh, as to what to do on this this fine Sunday, come on down to Gawler and attend the Cup.
3: And uh, the big race, the Gawler Cup, um, can you tell us who's favourite for that? I, I saw in some of the lead-ups came and went, Kelsey Bale... Uh, Victor Reid, they're all running quite well at the moment.
4: Yeah, they are. We've got some really great greyhounds running around the state at the moment, which is fantastic. Uh, I would be lying if I said I probably uh, was a bit of a favourite backer. So um, I'm probably going for Kelsey Bale. But look, we've definitely got some great talent in in that particular race today for sure.
3: I've uh, been out there a few times um, and I love the way that the uh, lights come on out on the track and and, uh, eating in the area and then it switches over. I think the atmosphere out there for people to go out there and enjoy it live is is very good. Um, How many people are you expecting to potentially come out and watch the races?
4: Oh look, we'd love we'd love at least sort of a thousand, but I think uh, the weather might keep a couple of people away. So look, they normally get a really good turnout for that particular event. The great part about Gawler is uh, you're right on top of the action. So you know the rail is incredibly close to to our function space, so you get to see everything up nice and close at that particular track. It's got a beautiful family atmosphere, and uh, just it's a really great community minded space.
2: Uh, but I was just uh, wondering how like people obviously getting involved you talk it's, it's really family orientated and, and family friendly to get down there but in, um, I was interested to read on your website around uh, grounds as as pets as well and uh obviously adopting or taking ownership of of, of some of the greyhound former gray races as as pets um, I often see them around the uh, linear park on the river walking around there and Um, they certainly make uh, make great pets for people, don't they?
4: Absolutely. Uh, An unknown fact is pretty much the greyhound is the perfect dog for everyone. So between, uh, you know, whether it be elderly people, whether it be younger people, whether it be you've got an apartment or alternatively a decent-sized backyard, they've all got completely different personalities. And our beautiful uh, team at GAP, uh, spend a lot of time making sure that we're we're partnering the perfect greyhound with with perfect family. Um, the process is very thorough but incredibly quick and easy, and we make sure that we've got the right greyhound for you. Some love to be athletic and do zoomies, and, and others just are more than happy just to sort of have a short little little um, walk and then have a have a lovely nap on the couch. So they are the perfect dog. And uh, one of the great things about our adoption days is it gives people an opportunity to come down. Meet some of our beautiful retired athletes, have a pat, get some further information, and then see whether they're the right person, right dog for you.
3: Well, that was what I was worried about because my dog's a little fatty because we don't take him for enough walks. And these dogs look in. <laughs>
5: don't they always
4: look like their <laughs> own? Like their they look
3: like their <laughs> <laughs> I set myself up, but they're gorgeous dogs. They look like um, you have to walk them a, a reasonable amount, I'd imagine. But uh, my wife works for a pet food company that I think. It was called Bucket of Beef, now Urban Pet Food. They did a sponsorship a little while ago with Gap and um, she got to meet a couple of the dogs. They're beautiful and I, and I was just scrolling through some of the available dogs on the website and they they look fantastic like as a pet and very good natured dogs as well.
4: They are. I mean, and that's one of the great things I'm working at Jera, so We always have dogs in the office so definitely great um, from a stress relieving point of view but Look, okay, our Adoption Day yesterday was actually celebrating our 25th uh, birthday of, of GAPS, being the program that it is. We ended up uh, actually having 24 dogs adopted out yesterday, which is great. But certainly the highlight for me is, as you mentioned, about fantastic sponsors and partners, we uh, managed to donate $69,130 through to the Little Heroes Foundation yesterday. Oh, so, well done. Oh,
1: that's, that's, that's fantastic. work. yes.
4: You. So pretty much everyone who adopts a greyhound, you're actually doing a community service because we actually, do- we donate all of the adoption fees right through to that, that uh, organization. And we're so proud and humbled to be uh, affiliated with the little heroes. And I love a good novelty check at the best of times. So <laughs> I promise it's in the mail and it won't bounce. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but look, we're, we're so happy with, with the, the affiliation, but look, they definitely are amazing animals and, and wholly and solely uh, encourage everyone to come
2: and meet the breed i'm sure chris mcdermott would love that to hear that that's fantastic um i was actually reading about like ownership um also on the on your website around um you know people looking to get into that and obviously uh we know lots of people that, that are you know talking about syndicates and and whatnot but in terms of um ownership for getting into racing and Dab, you know, sort of dipping your toe in the water. It's it's a it's a good way to do it as well, isn't it? To to um, you know, like get if you've got an interest in racing. Obviously, horse racing can be really expensive, but the the greyhound um, the racing a, a, and ownership is uh, is quite affordable for people.
4: Absolutely, and as you quite correctly mentioned, uh, look, there's plenty of uh, information on our website for anyone that is interested. But syndicates are a great way. Uh, to dip your toe in the water, get your mates involved. There's nothing better than sort of coming out to Angle Park on a Thursday night, having having a beer or what have you, having something to eat and then watching watching your dog go round. But look, regardless of to, to what the code is and and what what it is, whether it's thoroughbred dog uh, or, or the like, there's nothing more exciting than obviously getting a winner. And you know, greyhounds are quick, they're fast, they're they um, obviously don't take as long to sort of get to the track, and um, you know, they're incredibly resilient. So. One hundred percent would encourage everyone of you thinking about it to to get involved because they are really a great animal and it's such an exciting um and and exhilarating sport to be a part of Well, you get a bungee in Bretster syndicate together.
5: Sounds good.
1: I like the ideas. I like it. I like it. A lot of fun to be had there and a number of syndicates uh, do have a lot of fun with it. Bodell, of course, you mentioned racing. You have a background with the SAJC chairperson there for three years and certainly doing some great work with the Adelaide Oval Hotels, the inaugural general manager. How did you end up at Greyhounds and how are you finding it? I think you've been in it less than, well, earlier this year you joined Greyhounds SA.
4: Yeah, I did. So I haven't quite hit the six-month markers yet, so hopefully they keep me past the probationary period. But <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Look, I, I, I love racing. I mean, as you quite correctly mentioned, I was in thoroughbreds and have been in, in thoroughbreds for, for a very long time, definitely in the blood. Uh, hospitality born and bred, so when the opportunity came to put to put the two together... Uh, racing and and entertainment and hospitality. I, I jumped at, jumped at the chance to get back involved. I love a challenge and I love learning something new. And my goodness me, as I said, what can be a better job than having dogs in your office every day? So uh, everyone's been so welcoming, and I, I couldn't be more happy with with the transition.
3: Can you can you just clear this up for me, Quilly? I've got a couple of mates that uh, uh, don't mind a little bit of a bet, and they say when they bet on the greyhounds, there's certain um, What do you call it? Stalls that they come out of. There's certain ones that are more favoured than others, and they say never to bet on certain ones. Um, can you enlighten me? Is that true or is there certain ones? Conspiracy (laughs) theories (laughs) now. (laughs) Just in case I want to dabble, I don't want to bet on like stall one (laughs) and never win.
4: So look, whilst I'm not coercing anyone to do anything, and, uh, really, if you want to have a flutter, that's completely up to you. Uh, look, but not dissimilar to, as I said, thoroughbreds. All of them have their own nuances and how they like to run. Mm. Uh, clearly, obviously, the dogs with the early speed can potentially hit hit and, and effectively get out of trouble. But look, there's nothing better in my mind than the good old eight dog. I love a good pink dog. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> but with regards to particular boxes, it really does come down to the way in which the dogs race. So some like to, to go towards the rail, some like to sort of peel out to the side. Um, so it really just does depend on, on the particular dog. So with regards to a particular box, eh, um, I, I don't know what, what's out, whether there's, there's too much spirit behind that one.
3: <laughs> well, that's good. I know. I thought they were full of uh, the proverbial. <laughs> well, they may well have but, been.
4: Uh, as... <laughs> But as I said, it does depend on the dog, but early speed's never a bad thing.
1: Exactly. Well, Bodell, look, we have to leave it there, but thanks very much for joining us here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. I hope we get a big crowd out to the Gawler Cup. As you say, gates open at 4.30, and uh, we wish you the best of luck uh, with the Gawler Cup today and everything you're doing there with the Greyhound Adoption Program as well. Great to have you on the show.
4: Thanks so much. Thanks for the chat.
1: Bodil Francis there from Greyhounds SA. And if you want more information on the Gawler Gold Cup today, Dan Gibbons, the trainer of Gawler Cup favourite Kelsey Bale, is a guest. On the dog cast and you can get to that via their website greyhoundssa.com.au, and plenty of information about which boxes you oh, want to be I jumping know out of.
2: Which one you think? What were you thinking? And we're, if there's a grey
1: is is in it, the race, always back the grey.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what they do at the fire at the fire.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, certain shifts <laughs> might uh, have a little flutter. <laughs> <laughs> this is why bookmakers have got so much money because we've got knuckleheads.
2: These guys got too much time to think
0: about.
1: We need to get a pay rise. We're down here
3: oh, on the by. steps of the government yesterday. Trying to get our fair share because we always get overlooked. We haven't had a pay rise in two hundred years. I
2: thought you were saving another cat out of the tree again. I
3: did that a couple of weeks ago. We'll get to that later in the show, (laughs) actually. Yeah, we (laughs) might. We might get to
1: that a little bit later. We need to take a break. It's time for the news headlines. Stay with us here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. Thanks to Laurenex Cleaning, securing workplace safety. Google them today. We'll be back. In a very short moment.
0: And off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts: Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Brett's show.
1: Yes, good morning to you. A little bit grey outside here at Studio Lumo for 1629 SENSA, but we've got Brett Maher and Andrew McLeod in the studio to brighten up your Sunday morning. And time to talk basketball with Mr Hoops himself because the Adelaide 36ers are on fire. (laughs) They did. They had a great win uh,
3: over Sydney, uh, 92-88 and... Off the back of some, uh, what I really enjoy, I like a bit of banter and uh, I th- I saw the Sydney Kings owner chucking in a bit of fire to that and I loved it. I, th- I thought the comments he said were kind of fair. They were. They sounded just like this.
5: These
4: Adelaide 36 mate, they dead, dead think they're the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> they are talking themselves up so hard. Look, we're scared. We're, look, I can show
5: you we're frightened. We can't sleep. I can't sleep. I'm that nervous. Tim's <laughs> fighting words. Uh, I
3: love it. And he's just joined in the fun of it. And I think it builds up the sport. I think he's having a good time with it. And um, I, I think... Um, they should have warmed up
2: in Golden State tops. They
3: oh, should
5: have I gone out. Have that that <laughs> would have
2: been hilarious. It's, I think it's great because if if I'm to be if I'm honest, like that that whole it'd be nice to build that that rivalry a bit more in the the NBL. It's, mm. it, sometimes it's just a little bit boring for me. I'd like to see the teams get. It's like you know the AFL and they fire shots across the bow, and it'd be nice to see that in the the NBL. Well, yeah, I
3: mean, he's off the back of winning a championship. He can say whatever he wants at the moment, and uh, yeah, they've got a they've got a good team. We uh, did well to beat them, and what I loved about the win was that our starting five all had double figures points, led by Randall with twenty four. But um, yeah, the other four blokes chipped in. Sunday Detch played some good, meaningful minutes. As well did Drimmick as well off the bench with uh, Kai Sato only a couple of minutes. But, yeah, they're living and dying by the three, which is a little bit uh, risque. You made um, a career out of it. But, uh, yeah, they have been getting hot in little patches and their defense picks up in little patches, which has got them over the line the last two
2: games. Well, they shot the ball like the 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 Warriors, they shot 14 of 35, mm. which is pretty good to six of, 6 of 28 from the three-point. But what else did you like about the, the game? But it's one thing that, that, that I was going to ask you about is that, that was quite noticeable was the ramp up in defense.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they've done that in the Illawarra game before as well at the start of the fourth quarter. Just a four-minute patch is all they need. And they've got guys like – they're long and athletic, so they've got guys like Cleveland and – um Detch and McCarran and Franks that can get in the lanes, get the steals, and that's quick points. So, And that's what they've done in the last couple of games, um, scored 10 points, just bang, and it's got them out of jail and got them in front. So, yeah, a lot of good things to like with the Adelaide 36ers as well as uh, the Adelaide Lightning have headed over to Perth and they're uh, they're starting their preseason there. They've got uh, their two imports are in and looking exciting Um, so I'm looking forward to watching them in action as well this year.
1: Yeah, Adelaide Lightning, your South Australian women's basketball heroes, proud partners of the Bungie and Bretster Show as well, do great work in the community, as do the 36ers who this week announced an Australian-first education program, a sports mentoring company, X-Venture. They offer SACE-accredited courses backed by Flinders University. It's practical basketball activities to build resilience and well-being. Nick Barbato and his crew down there at the 36ers and Grant Kelly, the owner, getting involved, putting back into the community and using basketball as a vehicle. I think that's a tremendous uh, initiative that they've they've worked on.
3: I was speaking to him about the course because Scott Ninnis and myself run some school visits with the team and that's more centred around mostly the primary schools. This is for high school kids. And the course, not only does it teach them basketball and the nuances of that, but also about marketing, about um, uh, front office stuff that they can also get into. Because not everyone's going to get into coaching or basketball, but there's those other different parts of sporting organisations as a whole that it's going to equip them for that they can hopefully get into that realm and then work their way around to where they want to be from there so yeah it's it's really good and and I saw through the week that um, the salaries have come out yes. Um through last
1: year and and <laughs> there's some big salaries there are some big salaries but Andrew Bogart has just put out on social media that the numbers are a little bit misleading so we're going to delve into that because i'd be curious to know how much you got paid i'm curious <laughs> to know how much andrew McLeod's biggest contract was for and we might explore that in just a moment but first we need to take a break the bungee and bretster show is thanks to nippy's farm-grown family made we've got a big show still to come stay with us here on your sunday morning
0: by australian motors this is the bungee and bretster show
1: your Sunday morning here with us on the Bungie and Bretster Show. The 36ers are certainly enjoying their time at the moment. Randall
2: with a hand in the face. It's an 8-0 start for the visitors. Within five again, Randall pulls the trigger deadly
1: from outside. Pretty strong, didn't he? You can do it in so many different ways. We see him come out, knock down the three ball, and then... The penetration and threading the needle on Randall pulls up from the from the Sydney Olympic Park. <laughs> Franks, the defence sat
0: off and he makes them pay. 38% shooters on the season, Sydney. Randall got some space. Bang! That's what he can do.
3: The talk happened during the week, but when it came time, they shot it like the Golden
2: State Warriors. And they come to Kudos Bank Arena and beat Sydney.
1: Thanks to ESPN, Jack Heverin there. Andrew Gaze getting excited about the 36ers as well. As everyone in Adelaide should be, they play on Friday night against the New Zealand Breakers. So get your tickets to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Best show in town at the moment. And the players' salaries have been revealed, Brett Maher. And according to the Daily Telegraph's Matt Logue, Mitch McCarron's in the three hundred to $400,000 vicinity. Is that correct? Is that what you think he might be getting paid? But
2: look at that face, it doesn't
3: doesn't look (laughs) like it. I think it's around that mark. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if it's, that was last year's figures, I think. Um, Yes. So yeah, I reckon he might have even got a little kick along this year. But uh, some of those figures, Deliver Dover, 900 to a mil. And I know some of that, if it's like um, Aaron Baines this year, some of that gets paid by the NBL as far as an overall marketing from the league's perspective, getting that kind of caliber player back, so they're not paying all of that. United weren't, um, but yeah, there were some real steals there as well. They're saying that Xavier Cooks was only on 250, which is, I think, a steal. And uh, Jack White, who's playing for Denver now, 150k. Okay, that's fantastic. Probably you look at that list and you go, um, when you do. S- uh, see the numbers, that then allows you to scrutinise those players and go, jeepers, he was well overpaid, wasn't he? And you've got to look at, like, Ryan Brockhoff never hit his straps last year, he was injured a lot, and that really impeded his performance, but he was on four to 500K, which would have been a big drop from his NBA salary, but um, probably didn't earn that. So should uh, we know their numbers? I think so.
2: How true? How true are are these real numbers? Well, Andrew Bogut's
1: come out this morning and said whoever leaked these numbers, for I can tell you, assure you from the Sydney Kings that they're wrong. Yeah. And Andrew Bogut's 1-4, well, let's put it out there so we do know what is right. And I can't see a reason why you shouldn't, and I'd be curious to hear our listeners, what their feedback is on it. 1-300-736-736, you can call or send us a text on 0427-154-166. What do you think? Should all sports wages be revealed? Yesterday, I went through the entire list of 500-and-something NBA players to the dollar of everything they're earning this season, and I don't have a problem with it.
3: I think it's good. It um, It's transparency and you go into the general world of living and you see CEO's wages published all the time uh, and you've got to be accountable. Um, so I think it's great that fans can see that and it just adds a little bit more scrutiny to players and they're going to get scrutinised anyway. But
2: is it that important though?
1: Yeah, I think I so. Why is, it important? Are why is it important? Why is it important people that you it. know
2: what people are making?
1: No, that's true. I don't think, you necessarily, need no, I don't think you necessarily need to know. Why? No, everyone
2: wants to know, though. That's you're yeah. going to get well, scr- everyone wants to know what you earn when you you're ga- in your heyday. How much did you get? Paid? <laughs> you're going to get scrutinized no matter what. You th- that, people don't care if you're getting paid five dollars or ten dollars. They're still going to all Benny barbecues on social media. Going to give it to you anyway. Yep. So. What What does it matter if they know what you're getting paid or you're not getting paid? Who cares? Like, it's it's the whole thing around the AFL too, like the whole speculative thing around, say, for example, Isaac Rankin coming back to Adelaide and supposedly getting 850K or whatever that is. I don't really care. I just want him to come and do a job. It gives mm. bargaining power to the other players is what it does because if you
3: see someone of equal or similar value on the court to you and they're earning 200 grand more than you then you go to the club and say well what, what's well maybe going they just got here? a better
2: manager you need to get a you need to well get rid of the manager and get a new one in well,
3: well
1: interestingly the the players association are upset with this and they're going to be making some stand about it but they have come out and said that they shouldn't release the numbers because it puts pressure on players as you say yeah. but they're going to do that anyway if you know or not but what they also added was that they show the numbers to the players and to give them an idea of Comparatively, where they probably sit and what they should be could, asking for. Could that for, cause so?
2: division in your change rooms? Though, eh? oh, definitely, of course,
3: of
1: definitely. course, it I could. We I
3: that... see that in the Golden State at the moment. Draymond Green saying that these two, Paul and the other one, are getting paid these massive amounts. He knows he's now going to be out of a job in the end
2: next year. Yeah, but I, I don't like that. I don't. I don't think that's good for your culture. Is it? Is that? Is that what you want? No, you, you want, don't. You want people sitting across the across the way there, sitting across the other side, staring you down, going, this mongrel's getting paid an extra 200 grand more than I am. And he's not performing. I'm not passing him the ball. <laughs> well,
3: and I'm better than him. That's what happens.
2: <laughs> that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I don't agree with it. I don't, I'm i sorry. I love it. I reckon get it out there. What did you get, tell pressure. us what you got paid then. Me. I'll tell <laughs> hey, you. you really I'll, swallowed your
5: tongue over uh, here.
3: <laughs> I'll tell you one story. I, I got paid 60 US grand to go play in Turkey for three months. And I received my money. And this is what this won't uh, count as well. Yep. I received my money in brown paper bags in the foyer of the hotel. Wow. Three installments, 20 USK each time. And they said, just go over the corner and count that for you. And then I was left with it. Like I was on the way to a game had a gym bag with a pair of shoes and socks and twenty K in there. I'm like, this is a setup. So you had one heavy boot. But like, you would have got brown paper bags, wouldn't you, when you played for the Crows? Never. On over and on top of your so-called salary. What about little
2: Uncle extra B- bonuses to Rachel? Uncle Bill didn't do anything like that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> back in the day, he was straight. Oh, he I don't was. Know. He was come from. He was come out of the banking world, mate. He he did not. I don't know. Rachel. Don't Rachel remember. was always driving teeth. a good Toyota. I'll <laughs> yeah.
1: tell you that. Mate. Now we're getting into it. Now we're finding out a little bit What more. I want to know is that
2: our teams actually pay, are they using their whole cap? Uh, which teams are using their cap? Which teams aren't? You know, you've got a soft cap. What? Yep. Who's over that? There's they, luxury caps now as well. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like footy, like AFL. You've got what like, they call them marketing contracts. Mm. ASAs they are uh, are referred to as you know, like you can pay certain amounts of this. So. Yeah, oh, it's, it's it's dangerous when you start bringing it out and saying, "Oh, let's let's you know divulge what these guys are getting paid," because there's so many the clubs will get around it though. Let's be honest, yeah. they'll find
1: ways to get around and pay more money. But it stops the speculation if the numbers are out there. And the mm. Perth Wildcats were the team over the cap; they pay a luxury tax, and I think they were like seven hundred thousand dollars over the cap last year, and they missed the finals. Mm. They were the most; they would spent the most money. Is
2: there a, do you get? Do you, is there any repercussions for that though? If you're over, no, the... that's in the rules. That's in the rules. You're allowed okay. to do
1: it, but if you go over then you have to pay also oh, the luxury tax, tax on it um, so they do get away with it that way but the team that spent the most missed the finals for the mm. first time in 36 years so what and luxury Sydney. tax
2: did Brett player pay over there <laughs>
1: yes well he is a luxury in himself isn't he and we're pleased to have him here on the Bungie and Bretster show on a Sunday morning we do it thanks to Nippies. Quench your thirst this summer with a nippy's ice-flavoured milk or fresh juice, the Portello sparkling mineral water this morning, and the apple raspberry we're enjoying in the studio. And we'll have more Bungie and brett's for you right after this.
0: For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and brett's Show.
1: We are live on 1629 SENSA and through the SEN app as well. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday. Rain starting to ease off. Going to be a big afternoon at the Gawler Greyhounds. Thanks to Bodil Francis for joining us a little early to tell us all about that. But we've still got plenty coming up as well. Speaking of racing, how about the Cox Plate yesterday? Animo. A seventh Group 1 win, four in a row. And now Dubai and Europe beckons next year. It's a tremendous story for James Cummings, the trainer, the grandson of Bart. imagine stepping into the legend era of having a Cummings name, but he's uh, he's a winner and he's done a great job with it. So that would be nearly unbackable for Melbourne Cup now, wouldn't it? I don't think it's going to run in the Cup. It's not running. No. So they're going to keep it to that classic distance, 2,000 metres, and probably one of the richest races in the world next year. Uh, But great atmosphere there at the Valley and the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday week. So Mm. we'll be chatting about that this time next week here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. But what is happening today? The F1 Grand Prix in Texas. Daniel Ricciardo riding into pit Uh. lane on the back of a horse with a country and western singer, Bungie. I loved it. (laughs) There's a little bit of
2: Brett Maher about that one too, right? And, you know,
1: <laughs> it's my pony.
2: Uh, I don't think... He, he, he looked pretty uncomfortable, actually, <laughs> coming in. <laughs> the yeah. first time he's ridden a horse. Yeah. Was it a smile or a grimace? <laughs> oh, and given all the, uh, I guess, all, you know, all, all the scrutiny around him at the moment and what's going on, you know, with his uh, his 2023, it's still up in the air. Like, it's... Yeah, I'm not sure it's a great look, but... Um, interesting that he's, uh, he's still... Uh, he's still being courted, almost a little bit by by Haas, and uh, still waiting for him to ring. But oh, I, I got a there's there's a lot to play out in this. I, I got to just just some a of his a lot of money, s- a lot of just the, his conversations are like he's keeping obviously his cards close to his chest, but he's got something brewing. Mm. Um, the Haas thing is interesting because obviously. They've got uh, Magnussen and, and Schumacher who 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 are there, and there's concern over Schumacher because he tends to be uh, he, he tends to put the the car into the wall, um, which I don't think the Huss team <laughs> li- not,
3: not popular, <laughs> not normally cheap. It's one either. way to annoy
2: your your boss, I think, is to uh, say this there are some, uh, some some concerns around him, and they're still they're not clear on what's happening in 2023. There so. I don't what do you reckon, Brett? That Well, he gets paid either way. If he doesn't pick up a ride, he's still picking up
3: 15 mil. And if he does get picked up, then whoever's picking him up have to pay that whatever amount comes off the McLaren 15 mil. So I don't know if he's... Uh if he's gonna get picked up or not, I, I my gut feeling is he's not. What I did love about that is the showmanship. I think it's great for the sport. <laughs> I think he brings a lot to their sport, which is they don't have a lot of some big of them are characters. boring. They're he, boring. Yeah. And he bring he brought the shoey. He bought he's bought a <laughs> lot of things to
2: Formula One. He makes and it I interesting. He yeah.
3: does. I think he's good, and he he certainly gets Australia involved in it. Because if um, he wasn't there, I think you'd you'd drop a few viewers from Australia.
2: I don't reckon I'd be that into it
3: if he, we'll wasn't, if he wasn't there. Oscar
1: Piastri next year is going to be involved, taking Weber's seat. But, um, yes, if we don't have multiple drivers, the more you have, obviously, the more interest that there's going to be. Look, we have to break for the news headlines in just a moment, but we should talk about just ahead of that breaking news this morning is that Simona Halep, former world number no. one tennis mm. player, 2018 French Open winner, 2019 Wimbledon winner, has been provisionally suspended after a US Open test was positive to roxadustat, which is a banned substance which produces red blood cells, helps in rehabilitation, come back from injury and recovery yeah. and so forth. So never a good look. It's not a good look. And not for tennis. You, it's one of the sports where you think,
3: well, that's not going to be affected by those sort of drugs anyway. It's um, a bit, though.
2: Um,
1: Sharapova? Yes, yes. First major one since her back in 2016, Maria Sharapova.
2: Yeah, there's there's been a few um, tennis players that have sort of popped up over the time, but I would have
3: thought for men it's fair enough. They're playing five sets, the chicks are only playing three. Oh, hang <laughs> on. You, you,
5: said, you said it. You All said right, it like... again. This
1: is Brett Ma speaking. And we should point out that also oh. Simona Heller um, is, is denying the charges and she is going to fight this and she says that she's oh, innocent. Well, she would never do that. So, uh, headache, tablets. Yeah. Though, headache tablets. That's always
3: going to happen, though, Mum's headache tablets.
1: Well, we better break now for some more news. A news break here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. We are brought to you thanks to Lauren X Cleaning supporting the sample and community football in 2022 and beyond. Google Lauren X today.
0: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. Welcome to the Bungie and Bretster Show.
1: Hearing your Sunday morning with us here on 1629 SENSA, the Bungie and Bretster Show. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Mayhem Collectibles. Get ready for mayhem with Mayhem Collectibles, the Parade Norwood, one of Australia's fastest-growing trading cards and collectibles specialists. Mayhemcollectibles.com.au is where you will find them. And right now, Bungie, well, there's a lot of going on in the world of netball. There is the Constellation Cup to be decided today... On the court, game four up for grabs. First two won by New Zealand. Australia hit back when it moved back to our shores with a 62-47 win in game three. So effectively, our girls just the Diamonds need to win today, and they win the Constellation Cup, and that's a tremendous effort because those first two games that they lost, they looked very shaky.
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's yeah, you know, back on the back of obviously having a successful Com Games and coming off that in Australia. You know we had um uh, Gretel Buetta, who we talked about who's who's obviously not there, but the other one who's missing um who was who has been a, a a real mainstay and part of that uh, that core team and um, someone who provides a, a re- little bit of that grunt for him is Ash Brazel, who's actually yeah. playing for Collingwood in the AFLW. So they missed that as well. So um they' they've obviously been trying to find a bit of a balance and look like they did um, the other day in Melbourne. Uh, uh, in that game, where they had Sophie Garbin, she shot thirty four out of thirty eight uh, as a goal shooter. She came in, and vice captain Steph Wood had uh, twenty eight of thirty five. So it looked like they got a little bit of stability up there, uh, up forward is, uh, as well. So, yeah, this is going. Obviously, they need to win this to to hold on to the the Constellation Cup. But it's um, yeah, I think it's good. And with all the the the, the other stuff we're going to talk about, I guess as well as the 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 um, you know all the the stuff that's s- surrounding that around the the sponsorship and the whole Hancock prospecting stuff is, um, you know that's all come out to play now. Um, she's she's pulled the pin on that as well. Um, it's massive, on, isn't it? Well, fifteen million dollars is a lot when they've they've been in debt for for a long period of time. But um, I think the concerns, and uh, I wouldn't mind actually sort of unpacking this a bit around. Uh, the, the whole, uh, you know, with athletes now coming out and actually, you know, having a bit of a say around what their, um, their sponsorship looks like in terms of, you know, who's sponsoring them from a um, corporate um, point of view. And we've seen it now, obviously, with the netball. Gina Reinhart has pulled that $15 million of funding off the table, so they're obviously going to have to... Find someone else. Um, the, Good the, luck the with whole that. Yeah, I, well, I don't think the Australian government would, would is going to let that. Um, you know, they'll come to the rescue at, at some point in time, or someone will. Someone will step up. But you can't have. We're, we're world champs, right? We're the best netball team in the in the world at the moment, and we're not just going to. The, the government's not going to allow that to happen with, with you know no funding into the sport. It's the most. Well. <sighs> It is. It's, it's. In in South Australia, most definitely, or probably across Australia, it would be the highest participation for female sport, I would have thought. So they're
1: not going to let that just... But just should they have to step sport. in? I mean, Gina Reinhart is supplying $15 million to Netball Australia over four years, rescuing them because they were $7 million in debt and the players decided they don't want to be associated with her company, won't wear the logo, and it's no surprise to me that that opening game of the Constellation Cup was their worst performance for some time, particularly the first quarter. It obviously had distracted the players and I think it needs to be put to one side and they were certainly talk about look we won't wear the logo but we're happy for you to put the logo on the court. It comes back to almost a little bit about uh, this hasn't been handled very well at all and I don't know about you Bretster but I just think that this day and age the players just have to toe the line If, if there's someone coming in and supplying the money, if you don't agree with that then you can choose not to play, but you can't actually... This is horrendous for Netball Australia, what's happened now, and they are going backwards at a rapid rate of knots. It's a big story. Either way, that this broker was going to be big. Um, with that money
3: being uh, withdrawn, it's going to leave a, a big hole to fill. As Bungie said... I think there'll be someone that will jump in and, and save them, but it's unknown. They, they have bounced back. Like They had a great game on Wednesday and won sixty two forty seven, 47 and the game uh, today should be a good one. And you would think at Gold Coast we should be able to get over the line. I would think
1: we're 5.30 head- this afternoon. Yeah. Um,
3: but, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, where do we draw the line? Do we draw it at junk food? Do we draw it at alcohol, drugs? Where do we stop? Obviously, mining. As you mentioned, Bungie is killing the planet, but uh, uh, fossil fuels—it's so, uh, probably not good for the earth. But there's alcohol and and junk food for human consumption. So where
2: do we stop? Yeah, well, look, and and on this, and there's obviously there's uh, some history around Hancock uh, prospecting, and you know what was done in back, you know, back in the 80s or 70s and 80s, and. Um, you know, through uh, Gina Reinhardt's dad as well as part, as part of that. And that comes uh, into play as well. Um, netball hasn't had a great history in terms of, uh, uh, you know, I saw during the week a uh, former uh, board member, Noreen Young, came out and said about the decisions made by Netball Australia don't come from an Indigenous or diverse standpoint. So they, they haven't been great con um, the, the whole consultation thing with this, it's been going on for a long period of time now. They haven't spoken to their athletes. They haven't spoken to the, the Players Association about this and the impacts that it does have. Oh, I just think that they set themselves up for this, Netball Australia. I, I just think
1: they, their due diligence wasn't done. Yep, I agree with that. And I think it just should have been handled a whole lot better because, as you say, Basically the to put it in a nutshell is that they're not happy with the uh, with um, Gina Rinehart's company and their stance on climate change and what her father comments that he made regarding indigenous australians some 40 years ago so they said we don't want to be associated with that and they said okay we'll take our money away surely a better way to do it was to was to say how do we progress this how do we make this better and yeah. let's get and let's discuss it, should, it that
2: should be led by the organization yeah you know and they just didn't do things well and like i said they've got a history of this and they they we saw it with the with the um you know the, the pay stuff the the players were at loggerheads with netball sa around pay um you know players international players getting paid and um we saw that come to a head probably less than 12 months ago so on the back of that to to make this decision, and I know you're you're on the you know you're on the bones of your bum, and but to to make a like a, a rash decision without the consultation process is it's fraught with
3: danger. Well, yeah. a deal of that magnitude, like you go, yeah. this deal is going to save us. It's huge. That's how do we make that. how do we make this work? What what do we have to do to make this work? All right, well, let's speak to the relevant parties. Let's talk to the stakeholders. And let's get it over the line. But I'm sure they could have sat down and worked something out. But now... It's gone too just far. Just poor
1: management. It has mm. gone too far. Cricket's now involved, and Live Golf we've spoken about as well. And a few other things. We'll get back to those. We'll just take a break here in the Bungie and Bretster show here on your Sunday morning. We do it thanks to Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Visit Waville and Southern Mitsubishi. Driven by Australian Motors. More Bungie and Bretster after this.
0: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show.
1: This is live on 1629 SENSA from SENSA Studio Lumo, number one King William Street here. Dreary day outside, the rain's still coming down. Hope you're having a good Sunday morning, maybe a relax and a lie-in, and we're talking about the problems we've got in sport and sponsorship at the moment, not only for the Netball Australia scenario, but also sponsorship problems for Pat Cummins and Australian cricket. Now, he's decided the fossil fuels he's against those, and we shouldn't be supported by that, Bungie. So, as Brett Ma said earlier, where do we draw the line with this? Is it okay to have some gambling ads? Is it okay to have uh, alcohol across there or fast foods? I mean, it just its a very slippery slope. I don't know where it stops. Well, I actually like the fact that some of these athletes are starting to stand up
2: and take some real ownership and have a voice for the human race. The fact that, hey, this stuff is bad. It's killing our planet, right? And you guys, you know, there's still uh, a lot of these, you know, there's, there's obviously a, a, a lot of issues around what's happening and obviously money is important in sport, but also, you know, creating a better future for our kids and, and what's to come. Um, so, you know, i take my hat off to some of the... And, and Pat Cummings, is. there's no secret around his position on climate change and his support for Cricket for Climate campaign. Cricket for Climate campaign, um, and you know the fact that uh, Alinta they they walked away from a, a, a massive deal with Alinta. Um, you know, at those I think um, we've seen over the the you know over the years that players are making uh, decisions based on their cultural or re- religious beliefs. We've seen Kawaja do it; doesn't wear the VB sign on his chest. Right, as part of his religious beliefs around yep. the alcohol, we, we you know we we talk about these, but I think players and um, athletes they have a responsibility that they want to be a part of this conversation, and I'm I'm hats off to them.
3: It's a it's a big call, uh, and even with the COVID stuff, people standing up for their belief on that, it's a it's a big guy and a lot being risked. Like some of these guys are missing out on. Millions of dollars. Like you look in the NBA, some of those guys that sat out, um, Corey Irving, Corey, for example, yeah. like huge amounts of money that they're that they're willing to stick by their cause for. It's a big call, and netball needs money. They went down that track, and so yeah, we hope for the best, and I'm sure they'll they'll be saved, but
2: we'll we'll see. Well, look at like the other sports. So now it's we're seeing it. It's crossing over to footy as well. We've seen a high profile. Uh, uh, sort of campaign in in Western Australia around Fremantle and their sponsorship uh, through Woodside. So during the week um, some some high profile uh, Fremantle docker supporters including Dale Kicket, former footy GM Jared McNeil, former Premier Carmen Lawrence as well and, and author Tim Winton they've they're campaigning for Freo to remove Woodside oil and gas as a, as a major sponsor who's, uh, who's been there since 2010. So, you know, it, it's, it's starting to have a bit of an impact. Um, obviously and it's, it's been having an impact on our climate for a long period of time, but back based on the fact that, you know, um, you know, there's, we have a lot of companies in Australia that are in the, in the top 10 around the world that, um, for fossil fuels. Um, and, you look, um, look at some of the Fremantle players. They're part, like all these AFL players. You see, they're, they're part of this campaign, the Cool Down campaign, which is you know, agri- athletes that are calling for climate action. Um, and across the league, there's there's a number of number of clubs. Um, the AFLW is major partner is BHP, mm. so th- this is going to start. I don't think we're going to hear... This is a story that's going to evolve over, um, you know, over the next bit because... There's a uh, lot
1: to play out, isn't there? There's a lot to unpack, and it, it becomes when you have a conflict of interest as well, just using the live golf scenario at the moment. Now, they've banned 30 players from playing in the US PGA tournaments because they have taken money from Saudi Arabia, yet FedEx have just signed a $550 million deal with Saudis and they are the major sponsor of the USPGA, so it's a oh. little bit rich for them to be doing looking that way and then looking that way. And the other point that I wanted to bring up about this was last year Australia cancelled a test match against Afghanistan, this time last year, because of what was going on with the Taliban and what was going on in Afghanistan. That was off the, the back of that footage... People hanging out for the planes, wasn't it? It yeah. was. And the human rights concerns of the Taliban and their history now that they were yeah. back in charge. So Australia said, "This isn't cricket Australia, this isn't a good look. So we're not playing this test match against Afghanistan. Afghanistan are here playing in the T20 World Cup at the moment, and they're going to be playing a game here at Adelaide Oval. So 12 months ago, everyone was looking at those pitches and offended by it and said, good idea. I don't think you should be playing against Afghanistan. Well, I don't know how much has changed between now and then that Afghanistan... And it's not the players, it's not the team. But So 12 months ago, it wasn't a good look, but now it's okay.
3: And now they're getting cheered against uh, England. It comes down to the last ball and everyone was barracking for Afghanistan. <laughs> so it's amazing, isn't it? If it's not in line of sight, then it gets forgetting about. And then, oh, let's just let them play now.
1: That's why I say, where does it all end? And I think something a little bit similar but a little bit different I wanted to discuss was Brittany Griner. Now, oh, yeah. she had her 32nd birthday on Wednesday. This is one of the best female basketballers in the world. Dual Olympic gold medalist, WNBA champion, absolute top of her field. She's our Lauren Jackson. Indeed. Yeah, she is. And she's been in a Russian prison now for 247 days. Since February 17th, she's been incarcerated after she was caught with some vaping uh, medicinal, Med- medicinal cannabis. Yeah, yeah vaping that she had with her which she's admitted to and but she's stuck in jail all this time and she's being used as a political pawn. So if you can imagine Lauren Jackson who did play in Russia and and writes in her book about some of the experiences, interesting experiences that she had in Russia. If she was in jail would we be doing more? And I love the support of Bree Stewart who was here at the World Cup in Sydney and powered the US to the gold medal again. She tweets on social media every day. It's day number this, it's day number that and we're still thinking of you. The government need to get off their hands and do something about it. And I think they should as well. But what can they do, but this is where sportsmen and women are being used as pawns again in a political game. So it's really tough. I really feel for her and read during the week that she was uh, her. Does she have a basketball in prison? Well, she said there's a basketball hoop in the prison and she doesn't want a ball because it's just going to make it worse for her yeah, what you? she's going through. She's going to be scarred for life. Who knows if she'll ever play again? I think it's a story that's just being not ignored, but just hasn't got the traction that it probably should have got so far. And and you sort, want, you yeah. wonder why she, nothing's been done to rescue her or bring her
3: back. Like, is it is she not marketable enough? If, if it was that, if that was Bree Stewart or if it was Sue Bird, one of those other girls um, that is probably just slightly high profile, would they have done more? If it was Steph Curry, if it was LeBron James, what would they be doing? I'm sure they'd be doing more. Um, you got to ask the question: Why aren't they getting her out of there? Yeah,
2: oh, I, I don't know. Oh. For, oh, see, was she a vaping drug or something?
3: It was yeah, something, medicinal.
2: So good. I was medicinal. Um, I saw the the, the Warriors. Uh, they interrupted their um, ring uh, ceremony the other day. Steph Curry actually gave a shout out to uh, Brittany over there. You know, and they obviously there's probably stuff we don't know that's going on behind the scenes, and there's obviously some work to, to be done. But just with everything else, I think it's such a it's it's a dangerous space at the moment with obviously Russia.
3: Oh, it is. Can I just change tack a little bit? You mentioned the ring ceremony. <laughs> Did you see the rings that the wow. Golden State Warriors got presented? Yep. <laughs> Those things were ginormous, and they rotated. Um, they could rotate the top of the ring, and then inside you could see the four championship rings of uh, the ones that they'd won previously. So, it uh, was spectacular. What, what what that
2: does for me, though. Is I I look at that, and we've had this conversation before, Brett. But uh, for me, basketball just does that sort of stuff better. And I think about the AFL, uh, you know, like because everybody gets a ring. Mm. The Doorman to the yep to the star to the Steph Curry's of the world gets a ring. Everyone gets a different. Well, they obviously get different rings. Steph Curry's gets the one with the with (laughs) With real diamonds with the real diamonds, (laughs) not the the diamonds. But the fact that everybody is included, yeah. It's the inclusive. wives, the wives get watches Every, and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah. And, and it sort of begs a question, like for, that 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 old you know that old question pops up again around, like why don't we say like in AFL when the twenty two blokes go and win a win a flag and they get the medals, but the other blokes that contributed to that,
1: they they just need to do it better. Mm. Yeah, I'm agree. They do they do it much better in the NBA, mm. and they need to do it better in the AFL, which is a topic yeah. that we've discussed in the past as well. And one topic that we have discussed in the past that we should uh, mention again is the chess war. It continues oh. about <laughs> our man Hans Neiman. He has filed a 150 million dollar defamation case wow. against the world champ Magnus Carlsen and others over this cheating scandal. He admitted to cheating when he was younger. Said I put that behind me. Now I've moved on. And uh, $150 million is the defamation case that he's lodged. So it will follow that chess war. I still
2: can't believe there's
3: a
1: 72-page report about (laughs) it. Yes.
3: And I'd imagine if he wins, he would be saying, "Checkmate!"
5: Oh, (laughs) Boom, boom. He's on fire this morning. (laughs) Is that the best
1: he can come up with? (laughs)
5: Wow. On short notice,
1: yes. Oh, dear. there you go. Look on our social media, the Twitter <laughs> oh, poll is up. Oh uh, 60-40 is the vote at the moment in terms of should we let people uh, wages of sportsmen and women be put out into the public. So 60-40 is where we're heading at the moment. Would appreciate any other comments. One comment uh, we've got is that the people in this room right now should reveal how much they get paid by SEN and all the SEN people. And I'm quite happy to do that. I'll
2: tell you right now, I get paid a Portello
1: and a Raspberry <laughs> uh, Nippy's Sparkling Mineral Water. I do as well, and I'm overpaid. <laughs> <laughs> At least you bring some gravitas to the show there, Bungie. And I'm not quite sure about Brett Maher with that last joke, uh, if we might have to uh, might review have to, his contract. We, we
2: might have to dock him an apple and raspberry. <laughs> <about that. laughs> I stashed all the, uh,
1: the Nippies Orange and Mango, don't worry about that. We have great support here on the Bungie and Bretster Show, particularly from Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Visit Wavell and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. We are into the final furlong here on the Bungie and Bretster Show on your Sunday morning news headlines, and then we'll wrap up with some AFL and a cricket tournament that started not too well for Australia.
0: This is the Bungie and Bretster Show.
1: We appreciate you sharing your Sunday morning with us here on 1629 SENSA. Andrew McLeod, Brett Maher, John Casey in the studio, live on 1629. And we would like your input as well. Your feedback's always welcome. You can call us on 1300 736 736 or shoot us a text on 0427 154 166 as we turn our attention now to AFLW. And what a finish to the season we've got going here, boys. One win separating the top eight. And the Adelaide Crows are right in the mix. Bungie, you'd be excited about that.
2: Well, they did. They gave themselves – put themselves right up there with that win against Geelong the other day on Friday night. Um, Wasn't very convincing, though, if I'm to be brutally honest. Well, Um, Randall was a big
3: out, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the question mark, whether they'd even win without her.
2: Yeah. And I still think that it's it's left up to too few in the Crows girls at the moment. They're not – yeah, you know, the last probably three weeks they they lost that game to Brisbane the week before going up there and got spanked through the middle um, and and sort of opened up defensively, but against Geelong, uh, there's a couple of things that are sort of standing out for me and um, yeah you know, they, they 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 really escape with the win because I don't think they played the best footy. Sometimes it's okay to win ugly though. Uh, good yep. teams do that. Four six good
1: to four four that. and they hung tough right at the end there when. The, the Cats were threatening to steal it. They were coming um
2: the, the, the one, the concerning thing for me around the Crows at the moment is it, it, it involves disposal efficiency. So they've they got a couple, they've got two gun midfielders, right? Ann Hatchard and Ebony Marov get a lot of the footy. They kick the ball at about 50%, right? And I know a lot of that is under pressure. They're jacking it out of stoppages and, and whatnot. But if you look across the the league, some of the best midfielders in the in the competition, uh, Emily Bates, she's uh, she's at sixty percent, uh, high sixties. Jasmine Garner for Kangaroos, Ash Riddell for the Roos, they they kick the ball at a high percentage um, in terms of efficiency. The Melbourne girls do it as well. West Paxman, high sixties. Mon Contis in the mid sixties as well, but. What what I'm worried about, and I'm not, this is not a this is not a blight on Hatchard or, or Ann Hatchard or, or, or Ebony Marinoff, boys. It's it's more about the support they're getting, and I just feel like these they feel like just when I'm watching the game, I'm seeing like they 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 feel and that pressure, you know, that perceived pressure sort of comes with the territory. They're the two of the best midfielders in the comp, but they're feeling like, and now Chelsea Randall's there, they're feeling like they've got to do the real heavy lifting. And, and I just think that there's a bit of a gap when it falls away. They've obviously got some good defenders, Chelsea Bedell. They've got um, Sarah Allen as well, who's a very, very staunch defender. But, um, yeah, they, they seem to be just lacking a little bit of
1: depth at the moment. Well, Ed Marinoff and Anne Hatchard... Either of those players could be the player of the year, having such a good season.
2: Yeah, they they are. They they're fantastic players, but I I just I would love to see them get a bit more free ball. That's what I'm trying to suggest by bringing up those stats. Is I'd love to see them get into a little bit of open space and have some of these other younger girls coming through, doing a little bit more of that heavy lifting for them. We talked about that Ponta run, Daniel Ponta. That was one of the
3: best runs I've seen in. AFLW um, to snatch that ball out of the mid and run all the way through was excellent. Does they're not set though, are they? How many games they got left? They got, they got one, one next one week. One game left. So are they top four cemented? Can they get well, no, now?
1: they're in the top four. They're third at the moment, seven and two. Yeah, and only one win separates the top they've eight. So got, they've the top got a good four, percentage, they have got is, a good percentage, mm. but not guaranteed. They play St Kilda next week, next Saturday, 240. Uh, and if they win that, they finish the season 8-2. and two, So that is going to put them in a very good position. and They should beat St Kilda, who incidentally host Port Adelaide today. today. Mm. Uh, I think Port will win that game. I well, hope so. Gemma Houghton in her 50th game. Yeah. Get their um, second win. That'll be... One awesome. win, one draw so far and six losses. And they're playing St Kilda. And they finish at home at Alberton next Sunday at 12.40 against Essendon in an, against another newcomer. So to well, finish strong for potentially
2: them. win their last two games, which is exactly.
1: pretty
2: good. And we talked about it last week. And I, I think it's just about building on that game style that, that Lauren Arnell keeps talking about. Uh, and we've seen it. We've, they've got a couple of really good uh, midfielders in, in Ewings and um, Abby uh, Dowrick. And I just think that on the back of that, that contested style of footy that we've we've known and come to love from Port Adelaide, is you can you can see it evolving. And if they can continue to do that, I, I, going over there and winning against St Kilda, even though you know they're not going to impact in finals, we all know that. Well, they're they're going in favourites to that game, but yep. building towards it, the the momentum that that carries, and then coming here and like coming home next week. Off the wind, they'll sell out Alberton yep. this week if they get. Do they do that and playing Bombers, you know, t- one of the traditional big four clubs of the yep. competition, giving the Bombers a like a smashing at Alberton would be fantastic. I would actually mind going down. Yeah, I'm going to mm. get down there mm. as That'd well awesome if I we can. Go. That'll be look, good I, to see. I think it'd be like and and based on that, the the confidence that I just the program gets from from being able to do that. So. I'm looking forward to this contest today against St Kilda, and, and I, I think that you know, uh, and, and cr- congratulations to Gemma um, Houghton. Uh, Houghton as well. That's that's fantastic. Play 50 games. She she didn't realize She was going to come back after she did that. She had that operation on her ankle. Yep. Um. Looked a bit, little bit proppy in her first game back. So um, hopefully that's all good, and she can go in. I loved her because she's one of the premier forwards of the competition. I'd love her to go out and kick three or four goals today. That'd be awesome.
1: And just to wrap up our AFLW chat, today the Tigers play the Giants in Mildura. Should AFLW take more games to country areas? Yes. I think so as well. Oh, I think so. I think it's great for Share the, countries. the
3: They've got some smaller grounds as well, which we've talked about is, is
2: probably a bonus. I think while you're still trying to grow, grow the game, Yep. Um, get out and, in the community and, and like it's still in its infancy in terms of community sport like women's footy so going out to some of those country leagues where they, some of the, they're just starting off and they're, they're creating women's teams now Um, it'd be great to be able to um, yeah to showcase that you know to some of our communities just watching on the highlights that just come up and Danielle Ponta's goal. She's
1: running off with it again. She
2: is that's a that's an incredible (laughs) goal. She could have kicked two goals of the year (laughs) in one
1: game. Ah, she's done a great job. Look, we need to take a final break here on the Bungie and Bretster show. Big finish coming up. Don't go anywhere.
0: For Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Brett's Show.
1: Andrew McLeod and have been on fire this morning, which is hard given that it's pouring with rain outside here at Studio Lumo, number one King William Street. We've got a big finish coming up. We've hidden it. We've tucked it away. We didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> the Australians have got off to a terrible start in the T20 World Cup. This is how it sort of unfolded.
5: Stark over the wicket bowls and Finn, beautiful strike, straight down the ground. One bounce over the rope, but long on for four. Starkin in and bowls and Allen goes again, bigger this time Hazelwood bowls to him, Allen's bowled, Kevin Conway needs one for his half century and he's got it, he jumps down the pitch and he plays powerfully over a deep mid-wicket for six, Zampo bowls, reverse sweep, hits the pads they're up and they've got it, again to Phillips top inch, Flew Hazelwood's there, he takes the catch Phillips is gone for 12 to Misham who's eyeing the leg side and he pulls powerfully for six. Last ball of the innings. A six for 200. Nisham faces up. He lifts it to Maxwell over his head for six. Dalton to start his work. Right arm over. He bowls to Warner, who's bowled. He's dragged that from bat to body, to Stuffs, Bolts, to Finch, jumps out, smashes the ball over mid-wicket for six. Stoinis stands, lifts him up into the offside, it hangs for a long time, Spurls, oh, what a catch. superb <laughs> catch! 30 bowls. Maxwell's going to try again. He's blasted that for six on the reverse. Trent Bolt is searching for a wicket. He's got one now. Straight through Stark. Sliced straight up in the air. Conway stands underneath and takes the catch. It is a World Cup ambush.
1: Well, it ourselves, I think, as well, Brett Marr. Pumping, oh, uh, wasn't it? We won the toss, decided to bowl. It went downhill after that. Well, Conway was...
3: 92 off 58 and that's the thing with T20 you just need one or two blokes to get going and New Zealand got it going we just couldn't get anyone really established and get going I mean Maxwell 28 off 20 and Cummins 21 off 18 they're our best we just couldn't get in and find the middle of the bat which that's what
2: you need to do. That crisp sound of Conway striking the ball that reminded me of myself in the backyard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: Wow! I tell you what, it's been
2: a long time between drinks since you've won one of your own
3: um, Boxing <laughs> Day.
1: Oh, now, was Jared Waitley just enjoying that a little too much. And I'm wondering, did he have the matchbox? Was he actually tapping the uh, like uh, the <laughs> ABC <laughs> to do with it? It was Chris. Ah, oh. that was Chris. Where does it leave us?
2: Where does it leave? Where does it leave Australia? Big what? trouble.
1: Big Although. It is now they're going to have to produce, aren't they? But they started the last one this way. That's the only positive I can find out of it, and they still were able to win and beat New Zealand in the final. We didn't have many.
2: I don't think. Do we have any winners at all across the? Maxwell got off to a big twenty eight, um, off twenty balls. He was about the only one that sort of did much. Cummings came in and had twenty one as well. But where where are we going
3: to get the runs from? Well, we haven't really got an easy draw left either. Like we got Sri Lanka, then we have got
1: England,
2: Why they, and well, then
3: Ireland.
1: They bring I mean, Cam
2: Green into the squad. He had a like he he's belted him around. Well, he's going to have
1: to play the next game. In isn't the lead he? up,
2: but he hasn't, and they don't even play him. Yeah. What? Bring him in and play him.
1: Yep. The they play one, Sri Lanka they, on Tuesday in Perth. The wicket should suit him there as a bowler as well. Steve Smith be handy. Why
2: well, Why would they
3: drop him? You know, <laughs> he's a reliable batsman that you knows performs in the on the big stage so yeah interesting selections but uh, yeah I think we're still a chance like we've talked about though we're getting shopped around all over the country a lot of travel involved which just sounds like excuses I don't to think say they are but... An excuse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no other teams traveling that much um, so it is a bit of a downfall. and we've, we've talked about those stats of the home team um, not winning. Uh, what seven the la- in the last seven and back to back champs haven't there's been no back to back champs, so it'd be good for us to set you put the mockers on it. That's what you did last week talking about
1: it. You mm, well, may have, you may have.
5: It's <laughs> <laughs> all, all your fault. Answer. Answer. <laughs> we need
1: some help. T20 World Cup continues today. India against Pakistan. What a game this is going to be! 225 million viewers, wow. viewers yeah. the last Deep time they wow. played, sellout crowd of 90,000 at the G. Yeah, That'll be unbelievable. Two hundred
2: and twenty-five million. Unbelievable. Yep.
1: Put it into perspective. Live here on SEN from four thirty. Our coverage starts. Two hundred and twenty-five million people watching a cricket game. There's twenty-five million here in Australia. All wow. of us. Wow. They got us covered in a big way. Ten times our entire. Here
2: comes the pressure population. with that, with the viewing. But oh.
1: Oh, look, I think it's you know you,
2: you put this one behind you really quickly. Uh, you you take some some learnings from it where well, we need to get better. Obviously. The start of that bowling, 14 off the first over case, and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, you four, what was it, 14, 15, 17? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, hang not going to be our hang day. A
2: yeah, so that, that wasn't great. So yeah, I think they just, they needed. Obviously, a couple of little tweaks. Get the, that order right. And, you know, obviously, once you get off to a start, you just got to get it. Hopefully, the, the bats, the batters can get off to a good start.
1: Well, pleased to say our WBBL strikers won on Friday. And mm. likewise, uh, the men's team, they won after a disappointing Sheffield Shield game. Just can't seem to put it together at the Sheffield Shield.
3: The consistency's lacking, isn't it? Like, it's like a lot of our teams in Adelaide at the moment. Good one week, bad the next.
2: Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, short forms are right. It's the long form that we haven't been good at the red back. So
1: doesn't seem to be working was, at all, does it? Fix
2: that striker's going all right, though.
1: Adelaide United in action today at Sydney from two thirty. Going to be a big game for them. Craig Goodwin again looking to force his way or put his name up in front of the uh, Socceroos coach Graham Arnold.
2: Yeah, I think they'll be disappointed with their their performance last week against Macarthur and the way that they they sort of went about that. Defensively, they
1: went great. So, um, yeah. A draw to start, then a loss. Now they play Sydney, of course. Another they, way game. They come home next week. Yeah. it would so, be nice
2: to, nice to get a win, yeah. to come home and, you know, get the fans excited to play your, your first uh, home game and, you know, the revamped um, stadium down there. Well, yeah. And
3: that's why we did ask last week why um, they're away for the first couple of weeks. The and bloke we did, from we, Melbourne we, rang
1: up and well, helped you out, I think. Johnny, oh, I
3: think John from Melbourne <laughs> let us know that the revamp at <laughs> the stadium was the was the cause. And yeah, I'd be keen to get down and have a look at one of the games at the new stadium and see what
1: it looks like. Oh, is that a pitch for some free tickets? It sounds yes. like <laughs> certainly sounds like it, does not it? Who can help me out? Two thirty next Sunday with a brand new stadium there. They might want to name it after someone. I don't know. Oh, get... I
2: don't have you seen him try and kick a ball.
1: Actually they do have it's that round li- ball. the celebrity uh, penalty. <laughs> Shot oh, I would love to see, love him to as see part of that. Yeah.
2: There's one, I think, what, um, I reckon, I've seen Cornsy down because he rates, um, that's Graham Corns, I reckon he, he rates himself. Soccer. i seen him down there having a um, kick in, and do some of that. I remember him, when we were over in Ireland, he was doing the same thing, playing in the International Rules Series and rated himself there. But, I'd put you in that category. Well, I have played the odd game of indoor soccer at work, and how's that go? I'm terrible. I'll tell you. I'll <laughs> I'll te- admit I'll I'm tell terrible. There was a story last year, case where he came into, he came in at home one day, and we were doing the uh, the podcast, and he came in and he had his hands all bandaged up. Oh, hello! Right, so he's got the hands all bandaged up, and he walks in with this sad look on his face, and I thought, yeah. hello. Mr. Uh, Fireman Sam over here, he's been busy. He's been out and he's rescuing people. And I said, what happened? He said, I fell over playing indoor soccer. He scraped all his hands. (laughs) Ripped (laughs) the skin (laughs) off. Did
0: (laughs) you (laughs) get him a cup of cement? (laughs) I was mortally (laughs) wounded.
1: No sympathy. What about Sam Kerr? Third again, the Ballon d'Or feminine. What What does she have to do? What's going on with that? Is it because she's Australian and we're not really considered to be upper echelon in world football? She's the best player. Rob. She's the best female
3: player in the world. I think that's it. I think it's from Australia, not a recognised football nation. Really, is that because we, we call it soccer here? Is that Probably. the problem? Uh, Probably, but uh, she should have got it. And I think a lot of the people there know that. And, and this is the first year in the men's that it hasn't been Messi or Ronaldo for forever. For as long as I can remember, Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronaldo gets, can't get Ronaldo. A game. Ronaldo's he, not getting yeah, close yeah. to
2: that. <laughs> it was probably the. You year might get it was. for the for for warming the seat up mm. on the bench. That that's that's. The, I I you know I feel for we'll, Sam Kerr. That's that's just wrong.
1: What we can do for Sam Kerr is she can stick it right up them because the. 2023 Women's World Mm. Cup coming to Australia. 32 teams. The pools were announced uh, overnight. Australia have drawn the Republic of Ireland, Nigeria and Canada, as we mentioned a little earlier. Group of death going to be tough. But imagine if Sam Kerr turns it on. Mm. Which she always does. Which she always does, exactly. She performs
3: so well at those big international tournaments.
1: So that would be her time to shine, the World Cup. Imagine if Australia won the World
2: Cup. That would be... Oof, wouldn't that be the icing on the cake? You can have your, what do they call it, Ballon d'Or or whatever. Yeah. Ballon d'Or.
1: Yeah, the Ballon d'Or. We don't even care. We're going to mispronounce it all like yeah, we like. Yeah, yeah,
2: we certainly get it right. Oh, Anyway, look and, forward to that.
1: And just finally, we're running out of time very quickly, but I know, Bungie, you wanted to mention the great man, Ned Brockman. Oh, yes. Did you, you catch up with that. Ned Brockman. No, it
2: sounds a, like a Simpsons character. <laughs> oh, probably, they'll probably turn him into one. After raising just over $2 million, I think it is, as was the last count. He he ran. Oh, he was the runner. Yeah, so he ran for 45 days or something that was. And he, some of the things that he's endured, and you saw like his feet and the, the, some of that stuff, crazy. But he ended his race in, in Bondi the other day after leaving Scarborough or over there somewhere in, in, in WA. But 100Ks a day. Fair oh. effort. Well done, young man. Well fair done. Mm.
1: And a fair effort from Andrew McLeod and Brett Ma here on the Bungie and Bretster Show this morning. Jason pulling all the tricks out the back there to support us as well. Hope you've had an enjoyable Sunday morning with us. And we'll see you guys again next week with some more great support from Nippies. Take that Portello home with you there, Bungie. You'll enjoy that.
2: Can't wait to get ducked, tuck into that one, Brewster. Tuck
1: Star. into that <laughs> one, and we will return next Sunday here on SENSA 1629. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll see you again soon here on the Bungie and Brewster Show.